Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. There are many needs in our communities, and many groups and individuals step up to meet those needs. Periodically on Access Utah, we shine a spotlight on nonprofits and individuals doing good in our communities. Today, I'm joined by Amy Anderson, who's Director of Outreach at the Sunshine Terrace Foundation in Logan. And uh, we're going to invite you to highlight a nonprofit or individual you think is doing great work in your community. Here's how to reach us. You can email us throughout the program to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. We'll get your email on during the program. And uh, you're also able to call us. Here's the number, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. Uh, we're uh, spotlighting the good that uh, is being done uh, continually. It's uh, it's always very heartening to uh, to do these uh, spotlight programs. We already have several emails. We'll get to uh, those as we uh, go along. Some programs I wasn't even aware of. Others I was aware of, but it's good to spotlight those. So, Amy Anderson, welcome back to the program. Well, thanks, Tom. It's good to be here. Uh, Director of Outreach at Sunshine Terrace Foundation. Uh, for those who don't know Sunshine Terrace, what uh, what does Sunshine Terrace do? Well, Sunshine Terrace has been here in our community for 69 years now. We are a nonprofit that provides care primarily to the senior population. We have four different business lines kind of underneath the foundation umbrella. We have a long-term care and skilled nursing facility that also provides short-term rehab. So if someone's had an illness or a surgery and just needs that, extra care, physical and occupational and speech therapy to get back on their feet so that they can get home and be home safely. We provide those services. We also have home health and hospice services and private duty services. Obviously, we know most people want to be in their homes. That's where we feel the most comfortable. That's where our family is. That's where our possessions and our memories are. So we provide service to people at home as well. And then we have an assisted living center called Terrace Grove that has 55 um, apartments where we provide 24-hour nursing coverage. And then we have an outpatient physical fitness and rehab center called AquaWorks that has a full gym that we like to say is for individuals 40 and finer. (laughs) (laughs) I know I don't like to work out with 25-year-olds anymore, so (laughs) it kind of provides a place for for those of us that are getting up there in years to safely exercise along with with exercise specialists that work with them. And then we also have physical fitness um, or physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy there as well. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of our service lines. And as I said, we've been here for 69 years providing care, so... Great, uh, great program programs, I should say, multiple um, good work uh, being done. I just want to uh, to mention the this uh, summer heading into a fall semester for the second year now. I, I uh, taught a connections course. This is for incoming freshmen. It's uh, exhausting, but it's uh, it's thrilling. You you get the you get the kids as they're coming into university mm-hmm. for for three days. And uh, I've, I've uh, always uh, felt, always, you know, twice now, I taught it twice, <laughs> uh, felt that it's important to, uh, to highlight uh, service, and to, to get them going. And hopefully for some of them, they'll have service as a part of their college experience throughout the four years. So uh, I took my class uh, over to Sunshine Terrace. That's right, you did. And uh, the director of activities there was uh, kind enough to, uh, some of them went and helped uh, um, some residents uh, do some family history work. Um, Others uh, went around and painted nails and visited with residents, and some others participated in some activities, including a dance. 
Oh, did was, they dance? Which which was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, that is fun. And I know we had some other, we had a couple other classes come as well, and mm-hmm. some of them helped make uh, flower pots so that people could, you know, continue to feel connected to their life and, you know, activities like that, gardening, dancing, reading. You know, one of the most amazing things to me is to Terrace Grove, we have a book club and they read more books than you can believe. It's Mm. like 25 books a year um, and they sit every week and discuss those. And um, it's, it's, it's really uh, sometimes humbling to sit in and listen to their insights because we get so busy with our lives, we forget mm-hmm. that the wisdom of, of the older population yeah. is still at hand, and we really need to make sure we stay connected to it. Right. It's interesting to see these uh, the freshmen. Some are, have been very involved in service before, others maybe not. And to see them, especially at the dance, kind of stand on the on the periphery. But then when they're encouraged to get in and they find out how fun it is, uh, just a smile on their faces to, to, to you know, feel the joy yeah. of service. And so I'm, I'm hoping that as we spotlight uh, great nonprofits and individuals who are doing great service in the communities, that uh, if perhaps you aren't out there, you'll be encouraged to find something that you can get involved yeah. in. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, when you're a university student, I remember one of the things I really missed was little little kids and older people because you're really plugged into an environment where everyone's your own age or they're your professors. And um, so to me, that's that's another benefit of doing service in the community is you're reminded that you are more than just a group of 18 to 25-year-olds. And I know USU has some great volunteer opportunities through the Service Learning Center. One of them is the Grand Families Program, and they just started up this year doing um, activities with the Cash Senior Center on Thursday nights. So they sponsored a USO dance right around Veterans Day. Oh, wonderful. And the swing club came down and performed and then did dance lessons and um, allowed individuals to interact that way, too. So there's there's certainly opportunities for students to get involved with our community. Yeah. Now, soon you'll be wearing another hat, Amy Anderson. Uh, congratulations oh, on your, your victory for uh, Logan City Council to take office on January 2nd, I believe. That's correct. That's correct. Like a whole new set of things to learn, I'm right, finding out. Right. I wonder if you'd say something, though, about the importance in, in any community of, of the nonprofits, of the individuals, the volunteers. I mean, it's, it, you know, there's, there's government, there's businesses. Um, those are all important. Um but there's that sometimes unheralded, and we, we try to correct that periodically on Access mm-hmm. Utah, unheralded portion of the community would people do the volunteer work. And I think to me that has been one of the most compelling reasons to want to stay in Cache Valley. You know, I moved here from, from a bigger community from outside of Chicago, and just that, that willingness to serve here. Without the volunteer hours, I know many of the nonprofits here in the Valley would not be able to provide the, the great services that they, that they do um, from um, organizations like NAMI to Sunshine Terrace to Common Ground, et cetera. You know, all of those places rely on people bringing their time and talents to the table. Uh, it's impossible to employ everybody um, with these really unique skill sets and um, you know, so if you know how to ski and you can go to Common Ground and help somebody, or if you know how to quilt and you can go to the senior center and help seniors, I mean, there's so many talents we each have that, um, you know, I was always raised, you don't keep your light hidden underneath the bushel. And that's a way you can do that is to share those talents that you have. And, um, you know, look within yourself. What do you enjoy doing? Volunteering doesn't necessarily mean have to be scary. You can bring a skill set that you have that you feel really confident in and share that with other people. And that, to me, is really the value of volunteering is 
is you get to do what you love and help other people in the community live a better life. Yeah. Let's uh, get some emails here. By the way, we're, uh, we are hoping that you will uh, call us at 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. Uh, shine a spotlight on uh, your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. Or you can email us with that information, upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. And uh, Kylie in Moab emailed us a while ago. I wanted to include the hit this here. Uh, she says, we lost Lily in January. She was a vibrant and kind young lady. Her mom, Molly, has created Lily's Hope for Kindness in honor of Lily. Please uh, read, watch, and share. And she provides a link to lilieshopeforkindness.com. And so from that website, lilieshopeforkindness.com, um, the mission statement, to decrease the high rate of adolescent suicide, bullying, and meanness through creating safe and healthy school environments for all youth, including those who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex. Products and service revenues are used for advocacy, sharing resources, and promoting uh, kindness. Um, Lily, uh, apparently a, a young woman who took her own life. Uh, the website goes on to say you can help spread, you can help reduce adolescent suicide and bullying through spreading awareness in many ways. Begin with your personal life by reflecting on your own behavior and beliefs, by talking to your children, friends, family, colleagues, employers, and through social media. Wake people up to what's happening and distressing rise in children taking their lives. This is a cultural problem and begins with each one of us. So that is Lily's Hope for Kindness. You can find that at Lily's Hope for Kindness. Uh, com. You know, and here in Cache Valley, um, I was involved with the Cache County Suicide Coalition, which um, if you're interested in learning more about that or if this is an issue you feel passionate about, contact the Bear River Health Department. They are currently um, acting as chairs for that coalition. It involves um, also Logan Regional Hospital, the Logan City Police Department, um, the school districts, because we do recognize that this is an unspoken concern here in the valley. So if you're interested in that, call the Bear River Health Department at 792-6500 and just ask them. I don't remember the individual's name right now who's chairing it, but um, you know, get involved. Learn learn more. Uh, we held a education forum last year at Spring Creek Middle School that brought together professionals to talk about the importance of asking. There's a um, a program that you can bring to your work, that you can bring to your church, that teaches you if you think someone is suicidal, what are the steps that you follow? And the most important thing I think people need to understand is that it's okay to ask how someone's feeling. Often we feel that if we say, are you feeling like you might harm yourself, that we're going to instill that idea within them. And the program through the coalition helps people understand how to question, how to assess, and then how to refer somebody to the resources here in the Valley. So that would work here in, in Logan. And I know that there's programs set up throughout the state, mostly through health departments, but also through from private organizations. Yeah, serious problem. And, and some good people are, are, are trying to help there. Uh, we have reached uh, Bill Redlinger from Cache Valley Veterans Association. Uh, Bill Redlinger, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, so tell us about the Cache Valley Veterans Association. What, what do you do? Well, it's, um, it's actually a group that actually sits to improve, optimize, and create new services for veterans, service members, and families in the uh, Cache Valley community, mainly Rich, Franklin, Fox Elder, and, and Cache County. Um, anything and everything 
far as all the services um, look into, we've got a program. It's actually our service animal project where we'll actually give uh, assistance to veterans who require a service animal, pay for a dog, uh, get it certified through the service animal training, and help the veteran go through the training combined. We work with veterans that have homeless issues and put them up in hotels until they're taken care of and get you know assistance and housing assistance through the Homeless Veterans Fellowship in Ogden and get them connected with those services. Uh, there's quite a bit that we do. Veterans benefits, mental health um, for combat and non-combat, taking care of families and dependents, uh, transitional uh, programs, getting the veterans back into the families besides the employment aspect. Um, and currently we're actually working closely at um, identifying a location for the very first Veterans Resource Center in Cache Valley. Oh, that'd be wonderful. That's a, that's a great project. What are the prospects there, do you think? Um, it's, it's a long one, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. We've been um, working at a location as far as, a, you know, a leasing spot or getting a uh, permanent location. Uh, because we're a 501c19, the, the opportunities are um, a little bit higher as far as community support, but as far as using grants and services, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, so, uh, you know, quite a few problems there within the veterans community. You're, you're trying to address uh, uh, some of those. Uh, how, how best for people to help? What's, what's the best contact point? Um, using the Facebook page is actually a connection that we can use. Um, it's actually been our best um, word of mouth and services. We're a small community, but we have quite a few veterans up here as far as the connecting the services. And we're at, you know, well over 10,000 veterans in the four counties. Um, we have active service members and dependents. And so a lot of folks reach out to agencies and programs that will actually connect them to the veterans. And we're actually tied to that. So um, we use our Facebook as a landing page as far as contact and um, word of mouth. Um, everybody knows where we're at and where we do things and how things get connected. We actually have uh, a huge um, uh, program there where we help with uh, Eagle Scout Awards, uh, grand uh, openings, raising the flag, retiring the flag, and funerals for veterans. And so that that's also a part of our contact as well. And so when that all comes in play, we actually will work together and stay in contact. And that's actually been our best connection so far. Using Facebook is actually helping quite a bit. We will have a uh, website that will connect us as well, but it's actually it's still in our construction phase. Uh, so uh, finally, how best to help? Uh, money, uh, volunteers, uh, What? Uh, how can people help? Volunteers. That's all we're about. Mm-hmm. We're veterans helping veterans, helping the community. So that's what we do. Um, we do reach out for support from the community as far as funding resources, but um, our, our biggest intent is to help our local veterans and through volunteers, helping folks with food and homelessness, uh, helping rebuild projects on their houses if they need accommodations and helping veterans get to and from the VA hospital because we don't have a... Um, a large enough transportation support. So that's where a lot of that does come in. So volunteers, and they can connect to through our Facebook page, and a lot of our events and programs and services are coming through there. We've actually partnered with the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association and the GE Veterans Network, and we're bringing the GE All Red Ride back. And so that will be able to bring cyclists back together and put that project back into into phase action, basically, and we're able to start that up again. 
So volunteers. We're looking for volunteers. And it sounds like, you know, if you have a car, you can volunteer. Because I know for many vets, like you said, getting down to Ogden, getting to health care services, because that's where their insurance is often. Um, It seems such a simple thing. But for somebody who doesn't have access to a car, doesn't have that transportation ability, being able to get the health care that they need can help them live a better life up here. So, um, yeah, if you have a if you have a car and you're willing to drive, it sounds like that's a you don't need a huge skill set. You just need to be a safe driver to come and help a veteran. So great way to help. Yep. And that's actually what we've been looking for. We're actually looking for a, a couple of grants to actually help us pick up a vehicle and then we can actually put volunteers in those seats. And so. We've got a lot of things in motion, and but really volunteers is what we're looking. Okay, well, it sounds like very worthwhile, and I imagine this would apply in many rural areas of Utah. There are probably veterans associations that need drivers, for example, and and help that way. So for the Cache Valley Veterans Association, check them out on Facebook, and we have been talking with Bill Redlinger. Thanks so much. Thank you. And one other resource for veterans here in the Valley is um, the Bear River Association of Governments, Bragg Office, has a veteran specialist. Her name is Deb Crowther. Um, So if you're looking for information on what benefits might be available to you, I would suggest you give them a call at 752-7242. She's done additional training um, and can really be a resource, too, for figuring out what other financial resources might be available to you as a veteran. Okay. What we're doing today on Access Utah is we're uh, shining a spotlight on uh, some great uh, nonprofits and individuals who are doing uh, needed work, much needed work uh, in our communities. And that's uh, it's an area of, uh, of our society that uh, doesn't uh, sometimes get the, uh, the highlight, the spotlighting that it needs. We're trying to correct that at least periodically here on Access Utah. So uh, we'd love to hear uh, a nonprofit or individual that you would like to uh, spot light and a simple way to do that you will give you a couple minutes to do that is to call us at 800-826-1495 800-826-1495 or email us to upraxcess at gmail.com upraxcess at gmail.com and jennifer hamilton from stokes nature center has uh, called us jennifer uh, welcome to the program thank you so much um, i appreciate it so for those who don't know tell us uh, what stokes nature center is uh, Stokes Nature Center is a nature center Logan uh, located in uh, Logan Canyon, and uh, we provide outdoor exploration, nature education, and then stewardship uh, for our natural world. And uh, a lot of a lot of people go through, especially kids, right? Yeah, we're definitely well known for our kids services. So we go out to probably our most well known programs are our school programs. So we go out to all the elementary schools and some charter schools. We provide in-classroom classes and programming. And then one of our funner programs is we do school field trips. So schools will come to us, so we'll meet them um, in different beautiful natural landscapes around the valley and then do hands-on interactive curriculum through that process as well. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. It's just uh, kind of a short... uh Short little walk up the river trail there to you to your place. It is. Yes, it's a really charming little lodge. We are very much in love with our little space. And mm-hmm. it's nice that you can uh, kind of just a very short drive, get out and uh, explore nature. You disconnect a little bit from all, all of your stresses and woes. And uh, that walk is really nice. And so we're pretty um, lucky to have such a beautiful location. So Jennifer, I know so. you've done you've done a series of concerts as well for Stokes this past the past That's couple right. of years. Yeah, so we have yeah, we do. We have this really wonderful outdoor music concert 
uh, series called Canyon Jams. And so we bring a lot. We really try to showcase a lot of the local musician talent that we have here. There is just a plethora of talent. And then we're starting to even be able to bring in some bigger groups that are coming from Salt Lake. Uh, we brought in someone from uh, Denver with a, a partnership with the Bridgerland Folk Society. And we're really looking to kind of have that be a tradition, a summer tradition for the residents and visitors of Cache County. And so that's going to be something that will continue to grow and uh, mature, and we're really excited about it. Thanks for mentioning that program. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I know for there's so many things to do here in Cache Valley in the summer, but yeah. that's kind of a really unique thing to be able to go out and listen to music and enjoy and support Stokes at the same time. So it is. And I think summer is when our organization really shines. It's also when we do summer camps and this is, you know, just those iconic summer camp memories. You know, we talked, I was listening earlier, and you talked about kind of just the need for teens to have a place to express themselves and be safe. And I think our summer camp series really brings a lot to that conversation as far as it provides an opportunity for kids to really make friends around a shared interest and then shared experiences. And there's something very special that's created there. And so that summer camp program is really popular. You know, we start... Oh, I mean, in March, we start opening registrations, and it fills up so fast. So I think that people really appreciate that program as well. So, uh, Jennifer, this uh, doesn't happen in a vacuum. You, you you probably need some help. But how best for people to yes. help? Yeah, we have a wonderful volunteer um, coordinator. She's our director of community engagement, Emily Blake. And um, we actually just have been going through our end-of-year numbers, and it's incredible how much support we get from Cache Valley residents and um, just visitors that come through. So our volunteer program is really robust. We have many ways for people to become involved. And so from all levels, you can be a one-time service project. You know, we have Eagle Scouts and Girl Scouts that come up and do their um, projects. Um, we also have more involved uh, long-term. So you can come and be a naturalist educator. You can come be a nature center host. If you have knowledge about Logan Canyon, you can share that with our visitors. Um, all the way up to being board members. And I think that we sometimes forget that nonprofits really rely very strongly on board members. It's all volunteers. So there really is a huge need for all nonprofits in the volunteer sector. And we're really lucky to have so many opportunities. And kind of like, again, what Amy was saying is, I love that don't hide your light under a bushel. And I think that that's really true. And being able to have an opportunity at Stokes Nature Center to kind of shine. And we just really appreciate our volunteers. We do an annual volunteer banquet. It's really fun. And just kind of it becomes a Stokes family almost, you know, kind of embedded in this larger community of Cache County. And so we really value our volunteers and interns. And there's many, many ways to get involved with Stokes. So what's, uh, what's the best contact point? How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, the best way for people to get a hold of us if they want to volunteer on any of these projects and any of these things would be to go to our website, which is logannature.org, and you'll see on there there's a, a Get Involved uh, tab at the top, and just click on that, and it'll show you. You'll actually see all, some of the volunteer opportunities, and then it'll click you right into Emily Blake, and she'll answer those uh, emails and call out people and let them get really situated where they feel they're most empowered. All right, uh, Jennifer Hamilton, Stokes Nature Center in, uh, in yeah. Logan has, has called us. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. 
We're uh, spotlighting uh, hopefully your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. And you can reach us to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com, or by uh, phone to 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. And uh, we have uh, reached next uh, Katie Jensen from uh, English Language Learning Center of Cache Valley. Thanks for joining us. So glad to be here, Spencer, and so happy that we are able to speak to you today. Uh, so tell us, uh, for those who don't know, what uh, what is the English Language Learning Center? Well, and first of all, it's the English Language Center. English um, Language of Center, Cache okay. Cache Valley, yes. And we teach um, English and basic life skills, U.S. citizenship preparation, and basic computer classes to immigrants from all around the world to adults, and a lot of our students are newly arriving refugees also. Yeah, it's, a, it's a important services uh, there. Uh, so primarily uh, learning uh, English, but, uh, but other services as well. Correct. Each, um, we run 10-week quarters of our classes here, and students learn to read, speak, and write in English, but each week also they learn basic life skills, such as how to access a doctor, um, how to uh, use a bank, how to go shopping, just things and understanding basic laws in our community. All of those things that we kind of take for granted that we know, but that others really want to learn. So, uh, Katie Jensen, how best for people to help? Well, we have an awesome volunteer um, program. Last year, 335 volunteers um, volunteered here for a total of over 6,000 hours. So we love to have volunteers. And we also, of course, as a nonprofit, are, are constantly seeking funds to take care of our 600 students a year, um, and we have uh, a benefit dinner each year. This year we're moving that to April, but people can go online at any time and donate to our organization, um, and they can walk in. We love it when people just walk in our door and ask if they can see our classes, and People can drop in at any time to just see our program and see it in action. Katie, I had the privilege of attending your fundraiser this year, and one of the, the highlights of it for me was just um, meeting some of the students that you've had, hearing their stories, um, watching them perform. They danced and sang, and um, it was it was so heartwarming to see the volunteers and the relationship that the teachers, the volunteer teachers had with their students, the stories the students told about how much you and your volunteers and your staff have impacted their lives and allowed them to really feel welcome, to feel like Cash Valley is home for them. So if, if you haven't ever been involved with the English Language Center, I highly encourage you, as Katie said, drop in or find out more about their fundraiser. Um, as a community that wants to be welcoming to, to all, you guys are tremendous at helping Maple make people feel a part of something. Um, and again, 
you might be nervous that I can't, how can I possibly teach English? I've never done that before, but you offer such great training to allow people to come and be teachers and, and build that bond with, with new members of our, of our community. So thank you for everything that you do. I can hear construction in the background. <laughs> you know what? I know you yes. guys had a roof leak. I'm assuming Another is that hopefully we getting filled? We, yes, we, we are having work done on our roof as we speak. So we apologize well, well, good, for the noise. Good, good. I, I didn't know about the leak. So that, I'm glad you're getting it repaired. That's a, so there's something else well, that I need there. And thank you so much for your kind words. You know, ELC is really a place of love. I'm one of the founders of ELC, and we really founded this to be a place where the world could come. And um, we become a family at ELC. So we that's why we would like people to just come in. It's fascinating to go into a classroom and see people from maybe 15 different countries together. And yeah, amazing. A, a, yeah, about 94% of our students are in the very low to low income range, and so donations are really necessary. These people are our community members, and it's in everyone's benefit for us to teach them. So we love doing that. So, uh, Katie Jensen, uh, how what's a good contact point? How where, where can people contact, best reach you? We have you can always go to our website at www.elc-cv.org. You can call us at four three five seven five zero six five three four, and those are just great ways to get a hold of us. Okay, Katie Jensen from English Language Center of uh, Cache Valley. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thanks for all the great work you do there. Uh, next up, we have uh, our friend uh, Linda Keith. And uh, Linda, uh, thanks for joining us. Hi, glad to be here. I just wanted to add something to the military people you were talking to a little bit ago. There is another resource in Cache Valley and that is uh, the disabled American veterans have donated vans uh, in, in uh, three or four places in Utah, in Wyoming, and in Nevada that drive into Salt Lake to the VA Medical Center every day or every other day, and volunteers drive mm-hmm. those vans. And you would call the the. VA and ask for the Voluntary Services Office and have them transfer you to the right place to get connected with the van coming, well, here from Logan. One comes from St. George. Uh, We run two days a week, one week, and then three days a week the next week. It goes back and forth. And uh, uh, we pick up people all the way from here to Salt Lake City. So, uh, it's usually a pretty full van, but the people who ride it say it's just indispensable. And so we'd like to make more people in this valley aware of it. Oh, thanks for thanks for uh, spotlighting that. So you call the VA, ask for the voluntary services. Right. If you if you want to, or take the transportation services. or transportation, either one, okay. either one, and they'll hook them up with it. So Linda, okay, that's if, it. as I, as I recall, didn't you just receive some recognition for the fact that you were one of the volunteers <laughs> of the year for the entire state of Utah? 
I did. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, it I don't. Well, it was Ron pa, Rod Pack, uh, oh, Pack, mm-hmm. who used to be the head of uh, the community program at the the Senior yeah. Citizen Center, and then he moved up the program, moved up to the university. It's a, a volunteer community partnership kind of thing. And he nominated me, and I guess he thought, you know, I I like to volunteer at Global Village Gifts and at the VA, and I deliver meals on wheels, and I guess I impressed him. <laughs> well, that is impressive, Linda. So, I, I didn't they know that. give out three of those awards a mm-hmm. year, and I'm very honored to get one. Well, we appreciate everything you do for our community, and you're an inspiration for how people can do just simple things and make such a big difference in people's lives. So thanks for everything well, you do each and every day for thank our community. Thank you, and that is so true. It's just, it, it's a lot of fun, too. And uh, including coming into the UPR fund drives and answering phones. So there you thanks, go. Thanks I'll for that, Linda. There in Oct- is it Good. October? Uh, I mean, I, April? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll, March or April, I'll we'll, be there. We'll see you then. Well, thanks, Linda. All thanks, right. Thanks, appreciate thanks, that. Tom. Bye-bye. So if, you, uh, if you're a veteran and need that service, call the VA and ask for uh, transportation services or voluntary uh, services. Let's uh, take a break. We're overdue for a break. We'll take a break, and uh, we will then uh, get to your email. We have some emails stacked up and your call. We're, uh, what we're doing is we're th- uh, throwing a spotlight on uh, great individuals and nonprofits doing uh, good in our communities. And I have with me Amy Anderson, who's Director of Outreach at Sunshine Terrace Foundation in Logan. Uh, We're looking for your call, your email next, following this break. Here's how you can do that, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, toll free wherever you are, um, or upraccess at gmail.com, upraccess at gmail.com. More following this break. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Christmas with the American Festival Chorus and Orchestra with Gentry, the Gentleman Trio, featuring the Cash Children's Choir and the Westminster Bell Choir, Thursday, December 7th at 7.30 p.m. in the USU Danes Concert Hall. Details at AmericanFestivalChorus.org. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Cash Arts presents the Wizard of Oz National Tour. Dorothy and her trio of friends journey through the magical land of Oz to meet the wizard and obtain their heart's desires. December 1st at 8 p.m. and December 2nd at 1 p.m. Ticket information at cashearts.org. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and USU Ceramics Guild and the King College of Arts featuring the annual ceramics holiday sale December 7th through the 9th in room 123 of the USU Chase Fine Arts Building on the campus of Utah State University. Opening reception Thursday, December 7th at 5 to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. As you know, there are many needs in our communities. Many groups and individuals step up to meet those needs, and we thank you. Periodically on the program, we shine a spotlight on nonprofits and individuals doing good in our communities. And so I'm joined today by Amy Anderson from Sunshine Terrace Foundation in Logan. We're inviting you to highlight a nonprofit or individual you think is doing great work in your community. I'll give you a couple of minutes to, uh, to, to plug away and, uh, and, and to praise away. You can email us to upraccess at gmail.com, upraccess at gmail.com, or you can call us at 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. Amy, we have several emails. I want to get to those. The first up is Yalemi. 
uh, who says, Dear UPR, thank you for featuring local nonprofits and recognizing the critical work they do for our community. I write to recognize the work of Four Paws Rescue of Utah. Four Paws is a completely volunteer-run nonprofit based out of Cache Valley. Uh, that is dedicated to helping homeless dogs and cats. Since its inception, Four Paws Rescue has found more than uh, 12,000 pets, their forever homes. Every pet that Four Paws Rescues is spayed or neutered, and any health issues are resolved before being placed in an adoptive home. Four Paws could not function without a core group of dedicated volunteers who give their time, money, and homes to help defenseless pets. I'd like to thank them and all of the community for their support because volunteers and community support are truly the two great pillars of a wonderful nonprofit. I'd uh, all also love to encourage the community to become involved with Four Paws Rescue and see how we can all work together to help the homeless pets in our valley. Thanks, Yelemi. So Four Paws Rescue, they do great work. I'm not necessarily an animal person, but I do appreciate that that's a section of our community we do need to take care of and protect um animals can't care for themselves and that's, that's they rely right. on us so that's right a lot of joy from to a lot of people and uh, here's uh, one way you can you can help so four paws rescue we bring in now alex arrestorselli uh common ground adventures is the organization he represents did i get your last name correct alex yeah you did okay so tell us about common ground adventures what do you do Common Ground is a nonprofit that does outdoor programming for people with disabilities. And you guys uh, we are do so everything awesome. From skiing, <laughs> canoeing, uh, rock climbing, whitewater rafting, pretty much anything you can think of in the outdoors, we do it. I have a couple friends who uh, just swear by Common Ground. They are so excited every time they're if I see them and they're heading out to a Common Ground adventure, they are they're they're totally t- totally pumped. Um, so oh, good. Uh, all all sorts of activities, I guess. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, both winter and summer, we also do destination trips. So uh, right now we're working on a uh, destination trip to Jackson this winter. Uh, we're going to be going up in uh, over the winter to go dock sledding, um, and we stay at Teton Science School, and it's one of the most popular trips that we do, and we're filling up fast. So if anybody's interested, call in and sign up. Well, yeah. I, I as a... Um, staff member at Sunshine Terrace, I can't thank Common Ground enough. You come and take residents that that reside with us as their as their home, up skiing and out on adventures as well. So I think it's important people understand that Common Ground serves people of all ages um, in all sorts of housing settings. So if you if you know somebody, be they a child or an adult that has a disability, connect with Common Ground because being in nature is so rejuvenating. And it's an important it's an important ability um, to get out there and connect. So Common Ground provides that for people um, across the spectrum of of housing. So please make sure you know everything that they do. And hey, congratulations on the um, big day on Saturday! You guys are opening up your yeah. ski lodge at Beaver. Yeah, uh, we have a brand new building up at Beaver Mountain, only about thirty feet from the Dreamlift, and uh, our open house and ribbon cutting ceremony is on. Saturday. Uh, so if anybody's interested in coming, call into Common Ground and we can get you signed up to come check it out. Uh, this building is going to be a huge benefit to the organization and to the community. We are actually opening up so that our ski lessons will be open seven days a week. Um, 
and we can provide transportation when needed. And um, yeah, we work with school groups and everyone else. So Alex, uh, how best can people help? So we are uh, we are looking for donations um, for the new building. We need everything from you know silverware to uh, uh, a printer and lots of other items. Even toilet paper gets donated because we are a nonprofit. <laughs> All right. Uh, we yeah. also um, we also are looking for a lot of volunteers. And how uh, how best to contact you? So uh, you can contact me. My email is alex.cgoa at gmail.com. You can also call the office, and that phone number is 435-713-0288. And uh, let's see, uh, commongroundadventures.org, is that the website? Yeah, it's cgadventures.org. So, oh, cgadventures.org, Okay. All right. Well, great. Uh, hope you get some help there. And that is exciting, uh, the, the new project there. And you, you do great work. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. That uh, was Alex Ristercelli from Common Ground uh, Adventures. Um, and uh, we would love to hear from your favorite uh, nonprofit um, or individual doing good in our communities. It could be an individual. Uh, one, one of the last times we did this episode, we had uh, someone call in and highlight someone who was, I think, doing quilts for her neighbors. So we'd love to hear about individuals who are doing some great work. Um, and it uh, doesn't have to be Cache Valley. Uh, anywhere in the state, we'd love to hear uh, highlights uh, from 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, here's another uh, email. This is from Hillary. Um, Hillary uh, says, Bridgeland Audubon Society is looking for people to help with the annual Christmas bird count, including those who simply watch their own bird feeders for as little as 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, there's an introductory program at the Logan Library this Saturday at 10.30 a.m. in the Bridger Room. More information at bridgerlandaudubon.org. Or she says you can call Val Grant at 435-757-9519. And uh, that program this Saturday in the Bridger Room of the Logan Library, 10.30 a.m. What's that bird? Introduction to Backyard Birds of Cache Valley. How to help with the annual Christmas bird count by looking out your window. Well, I think it's interesting, as I said earlier, all you need to do to volunteer is look internally to what are those things that make you passionate. So, you know, here, if you if that love of nature or volunteer at Common Ground or with Bridgeland Auto, um, Audubon Society, or if you love music with the Bridgeland Folk or with the Chamber, you know, figure out what it is that you value and love and, and turn that into a volunteer opportunity. Right, yeah. And uh, you can just look at your own bird feeder, uh, Hillary <laughs> says, for 10 minutes, and that'll, that'll count. So the, the, the Christmas bird count is coming up, and uh, that's a great opportunity to serve. And other ways you can help, I'm sure, at BridgelandAudubon.org. We bring in uh, now Amir Jackson from Nurture the Creative Mind in Ogden. Uh, Amir Jackson, uh, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So tell us, what, what is Nurture the Creative Mind? Uh you know, very simply, Nurture the Creative Mind is a youth after-school program that focuses on art um, and the and development of uh, artistic skills, but also the development of young people's, uh, their self-value. And we just use creative tools um, to do that, as a vehicle to do that. Oh, sounds like a great program. Um, so it, it help a lot of kids that way, I guess? 
Yeah, we work with about um, 1,200 young people a year, um, mm-hmm. and our programs uh, vary from uh, simple classes like uh, painting, um, uh, sculpting, to um, other other types of creative endeavors such as uh, audio programming, uh, studio engineering, studio recording, screen printing, film, so on and so forth. Wow, it's, uh, the whole gamut to creative things. So, so film and audio as well. Uh, I imagine these these are taught by uh, volunteer teachers. Um, mostly, um, they might as well be volunteers. We pay them a stipend. Uh, okay. Each of the uh, <laughs> volunteers, but uh, they they I would say it's about twenty five dollars an hour that we um, pay our instructors. Um, but uh, these are professionals who are getting paid some in some senses in in areas uh, one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. So um, it, they they are volunteer paid volunteers. And what uh, I guess the, the the need is uh, I, I guess schools are de-emphasizing arts these days. You're you're stepping into fill a need. What's uh, uh, what, what was the impetus behind uh, beginning this organization? Well, um, you know the core emphasis is not necessarily arts. It's um, the empowerment of young people, um, them understanding that they have value, um, and um, helping them establish that value. Um, and, and we do we use creativity to do it because it's just kind of like a sleight of hand. You know, we're, we're magicians that way. If we were to tell young people that we just wanted to empower them, I'm not sure they'd be signing up for our classes. But mm-hmm. um, so the need that we're filling um, is really showing young people that they are um, they're valuable, um, that they can be participants in society and not just beneficiaries of society. Um, and also that that value starts today. It, they don't have to wait until they graduate high school. They don't have to wait until they get um, they start voting or they uh, graduate from college. Um, that they have a, a, a value that's present and they can impact society immediately. So how do you get the word out to the youth that you're there? Um, or what can we do to help get word out to, to students that we know that might benefit from what you offer? Um, we try to use, uh, well, we use a, a variety of, of of um, avenues and networks to connect with young people. Um, we do assemblies. Um, we also we host events um, that are that are fun um, that uh, that draw young people in. Uh, we we also manage the Ogden Arts Festival. So we have a, a variety of different ways that we connect with them. So far as community events, um, but then you know we use social media, of course, um, emails. Um, our Facebook and, and Instagram are our most. Um, we have a website also, but our Facebook and our Instagram are really the the most used traffic areas to connect with young people, um, and and those are the ways that uh, they can connect with us, and we can connect with them. They can see what's coming up, um, what kind of classes we have available, um, and they can also sign up for those classes through those um, avenues um, as well. So as long as they have a phone, yeah. they can mm-hmm. figure out how to find you, huh? Okay. Absolutely. So it sounds like on social media, uh, probably website as well, right? Nurture the Creative Mind. So, Absolutely. Yes, okay. sir. All right. Amir Jackson from Nurture the Creative Mind in Ogden has joined us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Um, we just have about five minutes left uh, in the uh, the program, and you can get a, a quick shout-out to your favorite individual nonprofit doing great work in your community. 
um, by uh, reaching us at 800-826-1495 or our email is upraxcess at gmail.com. Here's an email from Janelle. Good morning, Tom. She says, I'd like to call attention to the Habitat for Humanities Restore locations, or maybe I should pronounce it Restore, um, here in Logan, Ogden, and other parts of the state. I can't imagine a more win-win situation for everybody. Excess construction materials donated to the store, which sells it for very low prices, all to benefit Habitat for Humanities, which provides the foundation of dignity and security, a home to those who otherwise would be unable to have a home. It's upsetting, though, to visit the Cache Valley landfill and see construction vehicles unload material that could be reclaimed and not wasted. Last week, we saw stacks of two-by-fours, some still banded together, just dumped and scooped away by bulldozers. The waste makes me sick. With Restore, it would become a part of a cycle for good. So encourage construction companies to take their excess material to Restore. And I applaud the volunteers who staff what, for us, is always a fun experience. That's Janelle. She's touting Habitat for Humanities Restore locations. And Habitat for Humanity, many people may not realize that there is a Habitat office here in Cache Valley. It's centered in Logan. And I know that they are currently accepting applications for their next round of recipients. So if there's someone you know who might qualify, have them call Habitat. Their number is 752-8419 and talk to Todd Cottle, who is their administrative director, and find out um, and find out more. And as those homes get built, if you've got those skills too, um, Habitat's always looking for volunteers to help with the construction. Yeah, a great program. Uh, this is Jan and Hiram next up. I would like to recognize all the PTA, PTO, and independent volunteers who spend, count, spend countless hours in schools throughout the state. They assist schools and teachers with local needs, as well as implement programs to provide additional opportunities for students. PTA also spends a lot of time and effort advocating for the needs of children and youth in the community and in the legislature. Thanks, Jan and Hiram. So that's it's good to remember the PTA and the Absolutely. associated organizations. Absolutely. I think almost every person I know has had some contact with PTA at some point, and if they have children. So, yeah, from, from helping to run those organizations to helping with school parties, with advocating for educational funding, the PTA does a great re- is a great resource for all of us. Good shout-out. Thanks, Jan. Next up is... Uh, Richard. He says, please recognize Joy Shaw as the director for Somebody's Attic. She's an amazing woman and full of energy and has helped this community for many years. Thank you for your service. So Richard is uh, shining a spotlight on Joy Shaw, director of Somebody's Attic. That's a great place. Uh, And uh, Somebody's Attic, I think, supports... um, I'm blocking on the name now... Um, uh, it's CAPSA and CAPSA, the family, thank you. <laughs> the child and fam- yeah, yes. family place. Uh, so uh, so a, a shout-out to Joy Shaw and, and Somebody's Attic. Uh, they do great work. Thanks for that, Richard. Um, let's see. Next up is um, Jennifer. Jennifer says, The Logan Family Center is a hidden gem of Cache Valley. As a nonprofit organization, the Logan Family Center offers free programs that educate and empower families. These are free classes and library materials to check out, including puzzles, games, and educational toys. 
So Jennifer is uh, shining a spotlight on Logan Family Center. And they are located right near Wilson Elementary down in the island. And I know sometimes people get the family place and the family center mixed up, but the family center offers free love and logic classes for for parents, for grandparents, and they have great resources as well. Um, Like she said, you can check out books, you can check out toys, you can check out games. So if you're a grandma or a grandpa and you have little ones coming to visit over the Christmas holidays, keep that in mind because sometimes finding educational activities for them when the weather is worse um, is hard and and that is a family center is a great resource for all of us. Excellent. And then finally, a a somewhat lengthy but uh, the worthy email. I'll try to get uh, through this in the time remaining. This is uh, from, um, let's see, Monica, uh, who says, I'd like to highlight uh, Deborah Dushku Brailsford of Providence. She's the co-founder of One Heart Bulgaria, a nonprofit organization that serves children in the Bulgarian orphanages. When she was first involved, infants in these orphanages would be placed in an isolated room until they learned that no one would come when they cried, training them not to cry. Visitors were not allowed to touch the children, so they wouldn't expect to be held. Um, One Heart Bulgaria has improved the living conditions in hundreds of these facilities with programs to provide necessities like soap, shampoo, and nutritious food. Now they've been able to hire Bulgarian women to act as grandmas and to come and hold the babies. They created a program where a teacher gives sewing instruction to teenagers who then uh, make things to supply other orphanages. After making uh, a certain number of items, these teens can make something for themselves, a bag or uh, pajama pants. They get to deliver the made items to other facilities and have a pizza party with those children. $20 pays for pizza for the whole orphanage. There, These are only a few things that Deborah has done for these desperate children. She's now trying to fund a program that educates parents and encourages them to keep their babies rather than automatically institutionalize them. This is especially a problem with children born handicapped. Even the doctors tell parents to just give these kids up. Deborah wants to teach parents that there is another way and that these children are not disposable. This effort will take money to get up and going, but will be worth it. Financial donations so far uh, go so far in Bulgaria. Go so far in Bulgaria because commodities are so cheap there. One thousand four hundred dollars can run an entire orphanage of fifty children for a year. Deborah has put so much time and her own resources into this work and has changed the lives of hundreds of children. She's truly a remarkable person. The website is oneheart-bg.org, oneheart-bg.org. Thanks for highlighting the good people that quietly give their hearts to others. And that is Monica. And again, she's highlighting Deborah Dushku Brailsford of Providence, who's co-founder of One Heart Bulgaria. So that's a very worthy cause. Thank you. And again, it gets back to that idea of figure out what your passion is and find a way to help. Um, You know, we all have something in us. We all have a time, talent, and treasure that we can share. So I just encourage everybody, it it fulfills your life in a way, volunteering, that that nothing else can. So, So get out there and help. Thanks, Amy, for coming in. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And if you want to help at Sunshine Terrace, our number is 752-0411. Give us a call. Okay. And thanks for listening to Access Utah. This is Utah Public Radio, a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences, KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSUFM Logan, also heard at upr.org. 